We are telling on ourselves to better ourselves. We do not represent or are we affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous. We're simply here to share our experience, strength, and hope to get us through another day. And through that, hopefully, we might be able to help someone else. Hello there. I'm Bree. I'm Vicki. And I'm Lynn. And we're... Telling on ourselves. Welcome back. Hey, hey. Hey. Another week in the books. They almost caught me out. So last week, Bree suddenly, abruptly scooted away from the microphone. I'm like, oh my God, do I have bad breath? So I was running to get a mint just now when they started. (laughs) Because I'm all self-conscious now. I know. We kind of just left Lynn. Like, (laughs) she walked away from the table and then we just just pressed record. (laughs) (laughs) That's because we have so much faith in her that she'll make it happen no matter what. Yes. I'm good at bolting. Yeah, and lunges apparently now. So Lynn's been doing a really kick-ass workout, and literally it's been kicking her ass. But good for you. And she kicked her train. She kicked her trainer's ass. He told her she had to stop punching so hard. I said, "You're really because it's a you like connect with those big boxing mitts." And I'm like, "You're really hurting my hands." And he said, "You're the one doing it. You're hitting me hard." (laughs) I'm like, "Oh." Point of the story, don't mess with the land. She'll kick your butt. <laughs> don't mess with Kentucky. Don't. <laughs> we won't, we won't. So, All right. First thought wrong this week. First thought wrong is me. Well, and first thought wrong is? First thought wrong is, um, I mean, it's more of a feeling, I would say, than a thought. I mean, I guess feeling manifest into a thought, whatever. But, you know, I'm in a, a, a financial uh, pickle if you will, right now, um, not really, I'm, I'm looking for work and I am trying a new journey and I am, um, you know, relying on unemployment benefits to help me sustain my life, my kids and our eating and our everything. And, um, I've had a couple of really amazing experiences that, have been really hard for me to uh, look at that way. I I have a lot of um, old ruts, as you will, about money. Wagon Um, wheel. Wagon wheel. Mm -hmm. And it's really, uh, I'm sure it stems from, because, you know, when when I was young, my parents really, really struggled. They were, um, they had four kids. They only planned on having one. And, you know, twins came one time, and I think I was a surprise, and I think Christy was a surprise. But, um, but so, you know, back in the day, um, my dad worked, and he worked at the same place since he was 16. So we would have, like, very often we would have oatmeal for dinner or peanut butter and jelly, you know, because we couldn't afford stuff. I don't think my, my mom said she didn't buy a bra for, like, 10 years or something crazy like that. Like, she wore the same shoes, and, I mean, that's crazy, right? Um, but, you know, luckily they came out of it because my dad was a big saver and, and everything worked out and they're now living a very good life and I'm really happy for them. Um, me, myself, I have very, um, a lot of fears around financial scarcity and um, and I go from one extreme to the other. It's kind of very much like my disease where I will... Um, I will be very cheap, but then I will be very spendy. And it's like binging, you know? It's like binging on, it's emotional spending, it's therapy shopping. It's, I mean, I'll go to Walgreens 
and I'll spend $80 mm -hmm. on stuff that's on sale. You know, I, I mean, I have such a twisted, and I know better, um, but that's what I do. So, but here's the good news. I haven't been doing that because I've been in this situation and, I, and I've really like, I've canceled so many memberships. I've, I've made so many huge strides in not spending um, and it's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, but people have been helping me and um, accepting financial help is really um, difficult for me. And, and so, so the first thought wrong is like, I'm weak. I'm a loser. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm in this scenario where I don't, you know, I, I was a director of sales. Why am I in this scenario? Why am I, why am I allowing this to happen? Like, what should I do? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. So, um, so, but I have these like amazing group of friends and, um, people in the program that are carrying me right now and loving me through this. And it's, um, it's overwhelming to me. And, and what I'm learning, and I was telling the girls this before, is I'm learning how to be an excellent receiver. Because, you see, I really love giving to people, and I always have. And probably because of where I came from, because I know when, when you're struggling how hard it is, and I always want to help people. And, um, and sometimes to my detriment, I, I, can, I used to be able to do that, and... And I, you know, I don't chase after it. And I kind of think when you give somebody money, you're never going to get it back. It's a, it's a gift, right? Um, so anyways, uh, a couple of my friends have really helped me out with gift cards and food and, you know, just all this stuff and like even paper towels, like things that you don't even think about. And, you know, my friend helped me like look over my budget and she said, Vicki, I do not want you to even put a dollar in the pouch at the meetings right now. Do not even take out a dollar because that's how tight it is, right? And then today the girls came and they had an anonymous like gift card and I just like first thought wrong. First thought wrong is like, oh my God, I'm so ashamed of myself that I'm in this scenario. But guess what? It's like, that's the beauty of the program and I know I'm going to be able to pay it forward and I know that um, that people wouldn't give it if they couldn't and um, so I'm just trying to sit with it, and I'm still uncomfortable. I'm kind of still in my first thought wrong, so I'm saying the words of what I need to be, um, but I'm still feeling the feeling of, like, shame and embarrassment and all that stuff. But um, I'm learning how to walk through it with you guys, with, with um, faith and a higher power that this is all going to work out. And I'm really energized in the new um, adventures that I'm doing and, and trying to develop for my for my own career, and and um, there's a lot of good, good, good juju going, and I'm just trying to stay in that. So I'm just um, I'm just here. But you're worth it. <laughs> thank you, Vicky. Thank you so much for sharing. While you were talking, like everything, I'm checking off. Like, yep, that's how I feel. Yep. And I grew up. I grew up really poor, which my parents are pretty good about keeping it from us most of the time. But I remember having potato soup for dinner all the time because it was really inexpensive. And we always had dried beans because those are really inexpensive. It was good, you know, filler. Um, and then when I became an adult, my parents were not good money managers, so I learned nothing from them. If I ever had money, I thought I had to spend it. And it's taking me, I'm 50, and I'm still learning how to save. I mean, it's tough. And my sister and I talk about that a lot. 
the difficulty it is to hold on to the money you work so hard for. And then there's also the shame of if you are being able to say to someone, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't afford that. I have so much shame and embarrassment with that. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think everyone can relate to this in some form. And when I, I spoke last night at a meeting and um, I got to speak and, and, it's like that is the last piece of what I have to give to God, right? Like I'm, I've been able to give my drinking. I've been able to give my weed smoking. I've been able to give my codependent relationships. I've been able to give um, my, like, I don't know, everyday thoughts, right, mostly. But finances are the ones that I are is the one character defect or the one piece of my life that I have been unable to give, you know, to God and have faith in, and now I'm forced to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the beauty of being forced to is that <laughs> these lessons that the universe gives us, they always say you'll keep giving, be, being given that lesson until you finally learn it. Mm -hmm. And, I, again, I think everybody can relate to that financial piece. Everybody has their own emotional story attached to finances. Mm -hmm. I mean, my first thought wrong last week was all about that, you know. I don't want didn't even want to split a check with someone, you know. Yeah. I felt her turn. So, I mean, I can relate to that. And I'm a, I'm not like you, Vicki. I'm like, I want to hold on to my money. I, and Lynn, I, I really <laughs> was raised to be a saver mm -hmm. and to always have that store. Like, I need financial security. I need it. And so that, to me, means put your money in the bank. Don't touch it. Go ahead, live on potato soup if you have to. <laughs> You know, invest it wisely. Not that I know what investing it wisely mm -hmm. is right now, but I'm definitely maybe too tight. What, it, what does Dave say to me sometimes? He says, you um, pinch a penny to something. Uh, I can't even remember. Save a dollar or something. Yeah, something. Like or, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I have it wrong. <laughs> Mr. Pentagram there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pentagram. Oh, he Pentagram. said you're penny wise but dollar poor. Yeah. Oh. Right. Penny wise but dollar poor or something, like, something like that. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, he's so right, though. But what's cool is God put you with someone that does that oh, for a living. Oh, he's a free... Oh, well, he does... He, yeah, he's a financial advisor for a living, but he's also a free spirit in the spending category. Like, he likes to spend. That man likes nice things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like... Oh. But he does it responsibly, right? Does he live beyond his means? No. Don't answer that no. question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but he doesn't. I can say that confidently. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's a, a thing that I have not learned at all. I haven't learned how to live with money responsibly. For instance, I was saving money to buy a plane ticket to Alaska, which I got. Yay! And now it's like I had, and I've been like really diligent because I'm not making a lot of money right now. And I look at my account, and I'm like, well, shit, I got a lot more money than I thought. And immediately I'm like, what can I buy? <laughs> See? I deserve it. Look at me. That is so twisted. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was that was my first thought wrong. It's like, what can I buy now that I bought the ticket? Well, and I'm or the, I could save it. I'm the person who looks at the cheapcaribbeancruises.com and says, oh, there's a cruise for $399. That's so expensive. It's like the cheapest cruise out there. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not going on a cruise. That's I'll go on a cruise when it's $199 for a week. You know, I always want things to be less expensive, more affordable. Yeah. Well, it's so good that we have each other to balance balance yes. out. Um, so our topic today was, um, Bree, do you want to, it was a suggestion, It was correct? a suggestion from one of our listeners. Um, it's about getting a sponsor. Yes. So one of my friends is newer to program. She doesn't work 
the 12 steps of AA, but she does another 12 step program and she's been going to a lot of meetings, but this is one of the things that she is curious about is how do you, how do you get a sponsor? Could we start off maybe talking about why it's so important to have a sponsor, why it's encouraged so strongly? Yeah, what a sponsor. Yeah, or even, yeah, what is a sponsor and then why is it important? What to do a sponsor? Who is a sponsor? What to do a sponsor? A sponsor is a person (laughs) that shines the light while you're walking down the cave of darkness. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I I heard that at a meeting. I like that. It's not from my own head. Um, But no, really, like they hold out the lantern while you walk together through the cave till you get out into the light. I just got goosebumps. And then and then they light your lantern and you walk with someone else. Yes. You now have the light and you guys can walk with your sponsor and your sponsee. And then And it starts this wonderful like generation I love when people talk about their grand sponsor, their great, great, you know. Um, and that basically is like your sponsor, sponsor, your sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. And you have like this lineage that you're automatically attached to, which is so powerful and beautiful. Right. And it's like natural women helping women, men helping men. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is such a what I was so amazed about when I first came into the program was that unconditional help. That help that people gave you, they gave you their time, they gave you their, I mean, we talked about this in another podcast, I think, but like that unconditional help that people give. And it's almost like now that we're on the other side of getting that help, you're almost obliged to mm-hmm. give it. It's like that whole concept of paying it forward, you yeah. know, you ha- you have to do it because somebody did it for you so graciously. Yeah, yeah you got to give it away to keep it. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what a sponsor is. So when do you get a sponsor, though? Well, wait, let's go back. A sponsor goes through the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous with you or whatever 12-step group. Right, right. So they guide you through the steps. They're a 12-step guide. Yes. And when you feel like um, using or when you feel like you're not doing so well, that's someone that you call and that sort of jazz. And this is really interesting. I was talking to a friend this week, and she said she just finally figured out when her relapse starts because it doesn't start with the first drink. And I think when you have a sponsor to check in with, it's like that mental health check-in. They can help you see those warning signs long before you're already to the point with that glass of wine or whatever it is in your hand. Oh, you can can see it coming usually from the outside. And and they can help you with those warning bells so that you get better at those cues. And and when we say, oh, we need to get to a meeting, what we're saying is is that we're starting to hear some warning bells. And when you have a sponsor, because they're so attuned to it and they've been through it, they're going to help you pick up on those cues right and if you have a really good sponsor they're going to call you on your shit (laughs) yes i think it's very important and i always tell people that are potential for me is like i am one of the best bullshitters in the world and i can make you believe all day long that i am fine and i don't need anything or anyone yeah or when you try to give them an excuse for something and they're just kind of sitting there nodding with that (laughs) grin on their face like yeah okay you you believe that I don't I'm not buying it yeah. I remember my first sponsor she goes bullshit 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 <laughs> and she had this big smile on her face the whole time and she's going land bullshit 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 like yeah you're right yeah or when I was told I don't care about how you feel do the action anyways it's like okay <laughs> so as you can see sometimes it's tough love but it, and and a really good sponsor also knows the people that are a little more sensitive and can't really handle that yeah, yeah. I've never had someone I mean I've had friends call me out but I've always had the sponsors that 
I guess they know to call me out in a kind way because yes. I don't think I'm. I think when I'm attached, uh, attacked, I, I retract sure. so far that uh, luckily I've had sponsors that have known that. I mean, they do call me out, mm-hmm. but like I have friends that really call me on the carpet. But I feel like you're very willing and open and honest a lot of times, so people don't need to be as harsh with you because yeah, you're guess. not trying to excuse a lot of yeah. your shit. Right. Like if someone were to tell you something, you'd be like, oh yeah, I see that. <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> now what do I do? And then you'll go do it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, if you're going to be a tough cookie of a sponsor, you probably need a tough cookie of a sponsor. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think that might be one of the most important things when you are looking for a sponsor. The sponsor needs to, to be very in tune with their personality type and be honest about that with the person they're talking to. Yeah. If you're a strong personality, don't get a sponsor that's like a wet noodle or something like that. I don't think there's very many wet noodles in AA. Yeah. Kind of like my post, like be bold or italic, don't ever be regular. There's not a lot of regular. <laughs> no. That's true. Program. Yes, don't be regular. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so when do you get a sponsor? Right away. A Immediately. Snap. Yeah. A snap. A snap. Right away. <laughs> and why? Because that's when you need a sponsor the most because you want to drink. I mean, that is the scariest time is when you first walk in those rooms and you're alone and you're desperate and you're... Ugh. Well, don't they, in the big book, say it's like being on a sinking ship or like this the ship has sunk and you're like floating out there on an inner tube or something. By and yourself. By yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're already to the point where the right. ship is sunk. Yeah, you're not dead yet. You're not dead but yet. But you're certainly not saved. But you can only <laughs> swim so long by yourself. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, need a rescue Titanic. squad. Um, oh, I had a really good thought about that. And I think I lost it for a second. But uh, we can go ahead and talk about So I recommend process. always, um, when you're in meetings, try and, try and find someone that you can connect with. You know, what, you should be getting first-step meetings when you go to a meeting when you first come in the program, okay? And when you're in that meeting, I would, I would like, try and notice the people that, that that you can naturally find similarities with. The other thing is make sure when you're choosing a sponsor that they have a sponsor. You have to make sure they have a sponsor. The other thing that's super important to me, to me in my program of recovery, is that they work the steps. Yeah. Like if they, uh, I would say, have you worked all the steps? You know, does your sponsor, do you still talk to, how often do you talk to your sponsor? I know this is awkward, but, you know, you can get to know those things by listening to them talk most of the time. But I think asking them if they have a sponsor once you're working with them is pretty, it could get a little bit easier. But it's hard. It's hard. It is. I was going to say, in the beginning, they say even if it's a temporary sponsor, that's not a bad thing. And they'll, they'll joke and say, and sometimes your temporary stays temporary forever with you. And that's okay because you just need a person. And while you're still so new in recovery, right now you're really just asking that person to help you not drink. And if you find out that it's not a personality match or you want to go in a different direction once you know a little more about the program, you absolutely can can move on to a different sponsor. Yeah. I mean, I hear it all the time. You're not married to this person. Mm-hmm. So just remember that. You don't. Yeah. have to be with them forever if it's not a match or or even if it's okay but you do find someone that you really 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 click with you know mm-hmm. it's not a big deal to say thank you for the time that you did help me 
yeah, I'm going to be working with someone else. So, and that's something that at the beginning, you know, I didn't really have to experience, but later in my recovery, my sponsor um, had to focus on herself. So I had to get another sponsor, which I did. And, um, and I liked her a lot, big part of my program throughout mm-hmm. my whole recovery. Um, and then I went to a retreat and I met someone that I completely connected with and I realized that I wasn't being 100% honest with my current sponsor about where I was at. And it was my stuff. It had nothing to do with her. She's an amazing sponsor, but I wasn't being honest. And um, I really connected with this woman and felt like I needed to ask her to be my sponsor. And, you know, after eight years of sobriety, seven years of sobriety, that's a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I had to practice being brave, and I was brave. And, um, you know, my codependent antennas were like, oh, my gosh, so-and-so is going to be mad at me, and blah, blah, blah. But I had to think about, like, that this is a fatal disease, that I'm not doing myself any favors, mm-hmm. and my current sponsor when I told her was completely graceful and understanding and um, handled, you know, just made me feel 100% uh, accepted. And still to this day, we are very, very close friends. So she hasn't gone anywhere in my life. Right. So when I was in Kentucky, when I first started trying to get sober, because I relapsed um, repeatedly, I didn't even really try to get a sponsor. Um, We do, in Kentucky, they do meetings differently. I didn't get a first step meeting. Even at my first meeting, I didn't get a first step meeting, didn't know anything about it. There was not that language that's used there. It's a little bit different. And my perception, again, this is not how I'm saying their meetings are. My perception at the time, because I was in so much pain, was it felt very clicky and I didn't feel like I could approach a stranger and say, I need help. Can you help me? I put it all on me. This was all about me. And because of that, I basically floated in and out for about eight months. Um, I would be sober for 30 days, and then I would relapse. I'd be sober for 60 days, and then I would relapse. And that kept happening until I moved to a different area where they had a different uh, system, which was Alaska. And that's where I found my first sponsor. And she's one that was bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. She knew (laughs) right away what kind of person I was. And she knew that I was really good at at, uh, posing. I was a poser. You know, I had this really (laughs) strong facade. Poser Lynn. (laughs) I was. And there was nothing. I I was basically down to nothing on the inside. I was just a, a not a very strong wall, just a wall on the outside. But for people that are so self conscious about it, like I was, because I didn't I didn't have any friends in the program. I didn't know anybody. Like you know, people outside the program. I didn't know inside the program. So I really was by myself. Um, I watched a show the other night. Shameless, which I adore, and Lip was um, at a meeting, and this guy approached him about being a sponsor, and when he approached him, he said, you know, this is so weird, it's like um, asking somebody on a date. And I remember it, I'm like, oh my God, I remember telling my therapist that, because she kept saying, why aren't you getting a sponsor? I'm like, it's like asking a complete stranger to be on a blind date. And Vicky's taking selfies of us. And I just couldn't do it, I could not do it. And again, I was in a place where I had absolutely, you know, zero confidence in my ability to not drink, zero confidence in the program. So I could, I could get lots and lots of excuses, which I did. So I'm, for those people that are feeling that self-conscious about asking a complete stranger to help them, we want you to. And that's what I didn't know. No one told me that. No one said, they, we want you to ask us. That's what we're here for. Like we were talking about at the beginning, you have to give it away to, to keep it. We need you. More probably, if not as much, you know, we we do. So that's my little two cents on the on the finding the, the person. 
Yeah, and sometimes it's really great because you'll go to a meeting and they'll ask if anyone is anyone here needs a sponsor, raise your hand. And then they go, if anyone here can be a sponsor, raise your hand. And then both potential sponsee sponsor can kind of gauge, you know, who needs what and right. who's available and stuff like that. I like those meetings. Have you guys ever heard of being assigned a sponsor? Have you ever heard people talk about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I hear a lot of old timers, actually, like people with really good sobriety tell stories of, you know, they were coming in the rooms uh, for weeks, sitting in the back, not saying anything until finally someone walks up up to him and says, I'm your sponsor now. You're not doing anything. You know, I'm going to be your sponsor and just yeah. basically assigning themselves to someone. Well, that's totally what I needed. Well, know? sometimes people, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's bad. I think that's, that can sometimes be a God thing. Okay. I you know, you said if, if you can't get out of your shell enough to, or you don't know, and then someone else comes up to you and, and kind of does it for you. It's yeah. almost... I mean, I, it takes that burden off yeah. of, of being because you don't overthink it then because it just got assigned to you. And I think another part of it for me was rejection. And if you have someone that's really good emotional sobriety, if they're in a good point, they'll tell you if it's not a good time for them, and they'll do it in a very caring, loving way that has nothing to do with you. And they'll explain this isn't a good time for me because X Y Z. Up, oh, sorry, I just bumped the thing. And. When you hear that, you understand it's not personal. It's just that's that's their um, that's their boundaries that we're respecting. Yeah. Yes. Do you and, want to tell the story about dumping me? Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I actually was not going to talk about that at all. He dumped Vicky. <laughs> it was the biggest mistake I ever made. No, it was not. No. I, I feel that way. Oh, I like regret it to this day. But you know what? You learned so yeah. much. You learned so much. Like I hear you. And then Vicky dumped me. That's the other part of it. <laughs> no, I didn't that dump she you. I just me. didn't even. <laughs> Later. Later, I came back like a sad little puppy dog. She's like, I "Ain't got time for that. <laughs> you lost your chance. Nobody <laughs> got time for that." That is not how it went. Just but, kidding. but um, I couldn't. My sponsor told me you had a lot going on. And you had like five other sponsors. I know. And the and the thing was, is I. I, more so than anything, it was that I didn't want to lose our friendship. Yeah. That things had become, we've become so great of friends. Well, if we got through an awkward sponsor sponsy breakup, then we'll, yeah. and I just touched your boob. Like, we'll be <laughs> friends forever. Just now. Touch it, baby. I was touch cutting it. Frodo and had a little slip of the hand. Wink, wink. But there is a funny story, the texting <laughs> yes. story. Uh, Tell the story. Because I've, I've always <laughs> told it. I want to hear it from yeah, your I'm point of view. Like the whole, okay, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But basically, when it was time to break up with Nikki. <laughs> oh, and the worst part is my new sponsor told me that I had to do it over the phone. Like, I couldn't, like, text her or anything. I couldn't wait to see her in person because she was afraid I, w- I, w- I was going to back out of it. So I had to call her right that night and then report back to her what had happened. I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I was trying to get out of it a little bit. I was like, I'll do it in person. You can't do it over the phone. Blah, blah. So I called Vicky. I don't even know what I said, to be honest. I, feel, I just I felt extremely uncomfortable and very actually kind of probably, like, sad and nervous. So anyways, Vicky's so, you know, humble about it and sweet about it. Oh, you got to do what's best for you. Blah, blah, blah. I love you. I hope you find what you need. Great. We'll hang up the phone. Whatever. Leaf. And then I get a text. <laughs> I can't even. I get a text message from Vicky. It's a group text. Right? Well, it wasn't meant to go to me or to the other eight people in the group. <laughs> it was meant for just her sponsor, but she must have seen her name, her sponsor's name in a group. You know, she saw her, the name, clicked on it, and then just typed, 
Brie just broke. Brie just dumped me as her sponsor. This sucks. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I'm I'm okay with it, but I'm kind of sad at the same time. I, I can't remember the words. I actually screenshotted the text. And I have it forever. <laughs> and oh man, that whole you know that that heat wave you get over your whole body when you're like really anxious about something yeah. or just really uncomfortable or something embarrassing just happens. Like you just tripped in front of a whole bunch of people, like heat wave over your entire body. That is how I felt. Full body flush. Now this entire group knows that I just <laughs> broke up with Mickey. <laughs> It was awful. I felt the same way. Oh, my God. Donna, like, immediately called me and was like, Vicky, Bree was on that text. I'm like, you were on that text? And then I, like, looked, and I'm like, oh, my God. It was all, and then I said, I, and then I sent another one, like, I'm sorry. That was only supposed to go to my sponsor. And then I put the phone away. And nobody said it. anything back, like, oh, Radio that's okay. Silence. Sorry to hear that. I don't think anyone knew what to say. No, it was so awkward. It was like, it was like breaking up with people. In front of an audience, you know. Oh God! But look at us now. I know it's so great. So many lessons learned. So many lessons, (laughs) including. I mean, I'm a sponsor. I'm a sponsor whore, though. Like I've had like eight sponsors. (laughs) 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 Just putting that out there. (laughs) I like to get around and see what wisdom everyone has to offer. (laughs) Once I've heard your wisdom, I'm on to the next (laughs) person. But it's not always, right? Yeah. No, it's not. I read a saying one time that said, if you think the grass is greener on the other side, water your side. Yeah. And which I think is fantastic. So I had my first sponsor in Alaska and I moved um, back to the lower 48 and I moved to Illinois and we tried for a little while to make it work and just because the time difference more than anything else, it's like when what I wake is up the time th- difference? three hours. Okay. Um, so when I'm waking up in the morning, it's 5 a.m. there, and when I'm at work, she's getting, you know, it just, it wasn't working at all. And so I called and said, I need to find somebody here, and she agreed. And she said, the cool thing is, is that we're now just sober sisters, and we're going to be friends forever. And it, it's interesting when you do shift that relationship, it kind of opens up some things that you would keep kind of, uh, Closed, Close, because you don't want to dump on your sponsee. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. I get that. And so it, for us, it really did open up our friendship, and um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Vicky can dump on me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Big that, steamy dumps. That is, <laughs> that is the upside about dumping a sponsor. Hot the, garbage <laughs> right in your lap. <laughs> but, so there's the upside of dumping your sponsor. You have a, a new friend you can dump on. <laughs> you don't have to dump them anymore. You just dump on them. <laughs> Sorry. You dumped me? Well, guess that's what you get. Oh, my God. It must have been God's plan all, of a, yeah, all along. I'm then. sure it was. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I like that you said that, Lynn. That's a great point. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be a marriage. But some people do have sponsors for, like, the entirety of their sobriety until, like, one of them dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. It is cool. And yeah. I actually, um, I thought, you know, you think... It's like you think you know what's going to happen. And um, the beauty is that my original sponsor, Pam, who is just, she's my family. Like, I knew she was my family even in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And we got to go to a wedding the other day together. We were dates. And it's just... It's just such a joy the the friendships you make in yeah. this in this program and when you go through that sponsorship no matter how many steps you go through no matter how many weeks or months there is a bond between you that will never be taken away ever 
Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, when you were talking, I just had this little epiphany, and I don't. This is me speculating. I don't know, but I think the whole sponsorship thing is kind of like how marriages used to be viewed. It's like you stuck stuck with each other regardless of how shitty it might be or how incompatible. And I think sponsorship and sponsee relationships have evolved a little bit and I think people yeah. are better at recognizing if it's not the best fit and there might be something better for either and they're maybe a little more comfortable with moving on. I feel like I am anyway. Again, I'm speaking from my perspective. But when you were talking, I just thought about that. I'm like, it's almost like, you know, old school from the baby boomers generation. It's like, you stayed married regardless. Yeah. I mean, they hated each other's guts, but you stayed married. <laughs> so, Lynn, what number of sponsor are you on then? I'm on one, two, three, four. Oh, I got you beat. Okay. And, no, but uh, I haven't gotten to your sobriety yet. Oh. <laughs> so let's mark it yeah, that Yeah, you kind of do have me beat that. I feel like we've got a good one now, though. You might not be going anywhere. I, I totally agree. you got a good one. What's your anniversary date again? July 21st. Oh, my goodness. It's oh, no. coming And up. all our birthdays are coming up for yes, our we're listeners. we're all July babies. Yeah, cancer, Send sensitive cancer. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, the big financial pieces in there, too. Cancers are definitely uh, like... okay. Financial security is, like, super important, but mm-hmm. you can also have issues with it. Like, if you're not in flow with, you know, the, if you're not a healthy cancer, you yeah. can kind of, like, the financial stuff can get. Anyways, I mean, super into all of that. But, Lynn, when is your birthday again? Remind me, the 6th? 7-11. 7-11. Yeah. Oh, you're the same as... How crazy is and that? And that's her new... Well, oh, yeah. Okay. And then, Vicky, you're... July 9th. The 9th. And She's I'm the 18th. 18th. Yeah, you're so you're exactly just, like, seven days away from me. Yeah. It's so fun. And then... No, she's no. seven days away from me. Nine. Nine yeah. plus nine is 18, right? Yeah. Oh, you're seven days away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I just missed all of that. It's okay. It's math. And then, it, and then I it's her anniversary, I was thinking nine was too. seven. <laughs> like, I, am so, I swear to God, I was like, nine days is a week. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have issues. This is why I have financial security problems. I can't add or Math. Yeah. <laughs> my Math. sister always tells me that I always round to whatever is in my best favor. She, she never listens. Like, how much money do you have? I don't know, you know, a couple hundred. She goes, so I know it'll be like 75. I just round up to whatever is in my like best $75. favor. Like 75 dollars. Well, my a brother. hundred. Yeah. That's hysterical. My brother has a joke that he makes fun of me. When I say something is expensive, I say, that's $100, but if I want to refer to it as it's being inexpensive, it's only 100 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, my God, that costs $15, rather than, I got this at TJ Maxx for 15 bucks. Leave it. Oh, so you say dollars when it's expensive, and you say bucks oh, when well, it's... Oh, well, and only. It's the only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. So, uh, evolution of Lynn's sponsorship woes. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we do have a topic, Lynn. don't we? Um, I uh, was in Illinois for about a uh, It was only about a month. That was pretty good because I knew. I talked to my sponsor, uh, Lorraine. I can use her name. Um, in Alaska, and she's like, get on it. And so I did. I got on it. And a lady that I had really enjoyed what she had to share with at meetings spoke to me. And that's kind of the thing. It's like what I had learned um, by that point was that look for likenesses and not differences. And when she would share at meetings, it really resonated with me. Wait, likenesses? 
<laughs> is that a word? No, I said like. I don't know what I said. But I like that. Like, because like you're this very, is. you're very not weird with words. Like, you're very I'm a particular, Nazi. right? So I thought you said like a likenesses, and that sounds like a made-up word, and I love it. <laughs> I think it is a likenesses. Look for a likenesses, not a-like- differences, not <laughs> differences. <laughs> off track now. So, so, it, so you really liked what she yes, had to say. Like what she had to say. So I approached her pretty quickly and said, would you be interested in being my sponsor? Um, please. So it worked. And the fantastic thing about it was I had uh, gone through the steps, but I really wanted to do it again because my Alaska lady and I kind of rushed through them a little bit because we wanted to get as much done before I left. And we really wanted to get fourth and fifth done before mm-hmm. I left. So I wanted to go back and like really thoroughly do it. And this was the perfect person for it. We had three, it was, you all seriously, we had three different books we would go through each step with. And it was so, I'm a big nerd for like critical thinking and analyzing stuff. And this was like my jam. I I mean, we would spend two hours like on a couple of pages and talking about it. So it really was a really good fit. It was exactly what I needed at the time. So that happened. And then as I became more accustomed to this area, met more people, I started to find that uh, that sponsor relationship was not serving me in the way that I needed to to grow in the program. And so I um, broke up with her. It's, it's never comfortable. There's just not a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, I think I, I got counsel from Bree and Vicki, actually, and they helped coach me through it because they had been through it. <laughs> yeah, <times>. together. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the thing for me to remember was to be gracious, to be humble, uh, to thank them for their time and their service and all the things that they've done for you and peace out with that. And that's what I did. Um, I think it was it was difficult because we were feeling um, it wasn't like a clean cut, but um, I feel like I handled it the best way that I could. So I, I, I feel like my side of the street is clean. Well, and, and that's and you're the most important person, right? Yeah. The sponsor really needs to just, you know, kind of take it mm-hmm. because ego is involved and your feelings do get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shouldn't be, right. but it, it is. And But the sponsor needs to take responsibility in terms of like, you do not, don't you dare put that on that person that's the sponsee. You allow them the freedom to right. be comfortable because it's about their sobriety. Mm-hmm. You have a sponsor to talk to about it, not eight people, that's a but great a sponsor. Point. Right. That is a really or good point. Or you can just send it in a group text <laughs> if you want. It's very effective. <laughs> Yeah, Vicki, you have a sponsor. You can talk about it. You don't need a group text it to everyone. And we are not holding on to anything here. We get it no, out like it is hysterical. Yeah. Like, we laugh about it now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's a so good party story. It's a very good party story. <laughs> um, so I did move on to fucking... I'll, I'll just keep going oh, yeah. if you like, don't mind. No, nope, we don't mind. Um, well, I said I moved on to finding another sponsor. I didn't. I waited three months, and finally, we were recording, and this was back in the winter, and we were recording, and Brian and Vicky basically gave me an ultimatum. It's like, you can't do XXX until you find a sponsor. And I'm like, well, I was waiting. Here's Lynn bullshit. Well, I was waiting for this to happen, and then I knew that by this point, I would be able to make a decision, and they're looking at me like, bullshit, just do it. I don't know why I was dragging my feet. I have absolutely no reason to drag my feet like I did um, other than finding all the reasons not to 
again, I want to work the program. I want to stay healthy. I want to do all of these things. But I was really dragging my feet well, about that. I'm just curious. Give me one. Ex- what was one of the things? Like, let's make this relatable to other people who might okay. be thinking the same. Like, if you can. If like, you can what remember. were the excuses? Excuses. Give us a couple. Well, the excuses were I just, in my group of acquaintances in the rooms, I just felt like I hadn't found a fit. Um, and maybe I had expectations that, were, that I did, not maybe. I had expectations of what I thought would be the ideal sponsor. It would be someone that would be strong but kind and loving, um, would help me be a life. I wanted a life coach, and that's what I figured out. I wanted someone to kind of coach me on the person I needed to be. And through this, all of this stuff, what I figured out was I've got to figure out what I need to be. And there's not going to be a person that can tell me that. And Vicky's like bouncing in her seat right now. Well, it's, um, it's my golden nugget. Um, the sponsor's job isn't to be a life coach. Mm-hmm. There's a total difference between that. And I'm so grateful that my first sponsor was so wise in that she wouldn't tell me what to do no matter how bad I wanted her to. She made me figure it out. And I said this in another meeting, bring it to the table or in another podcast, bring it to the tables. But she didn't tell me what to do. She forced me to learn how to do it myself. And that's a difference between a sponsor and a life coach. And there is a difference. And what what wisdom you had to like figure that out. Finally. But I think what I was doing before then was I would hear stories from different people that have been in the program for a long time and their relationships with their sponsors appeared to me. They didn't tell me, but it appeared to me, my perception was that's what that relationship was so that's what I was looking for so I we went to a retreat and this person that I had met was an acquaintance before very powerful loved everything she had to say I thought this is the person this is the strong person that can really hold me accountable they can get me to that next level they can really push me because I felt like I needed all of that stuff and she happily agreed and then I knew and even when I approached her I said I know you have a lot going on I know your life is really busy so if you don't think this is good I totally get it. She's like, no, I want to. I need to. It'll be good for me to find a way to fit this into my life. And it didn't fit. And what I learned from this experience was that it's okay to let a person go, to let them off the hook. I, I knew it was never about me. I never got angry or upset. There was probably a couple of times I'm like, oh, am I bugging her? You know, like doing the check-ins and I would get a little self-conscious and then I would do like a little reality check and go, this isn't about me. I knew from the beginning how busy she was, how much she had going on and we parted ways and it was, there was absolutely no messy bad at all. It was more, this is not a good time for you and I need somebody right now so I'm going to move on. And then I went back to my wise counsel of Bree and Vicky to help me decide. <laughs> oh. And they did. And this is, again, they didn't tell me what to do. We talked through some options. They said, what are you thinking? And I gave them some names. And then we talked through the, the pros and cons. And then I was able to make an informed decision based on talking through stuff and getting some objective um, opinions, I guess. They, I mean, as an opinion, objective. Yeah, feedback, kind of. whatever. Yeah, feedback. Yeah, uh, feedbacks. So I would be able to make a decision that I felt like would be a good fit for me. And it is a fantastic fit. And here I am now. And, you know, I'm hoping that this, this is a keeper. And it will be for as long as I need it and as long as it works and yeah. serves us. Yeah. So that's my story. Woo! Well, and I want to mention, this is a really long episode, but I do want to mention one thing that my current sponsor has done with me all throughout, and especially at the beginning, um, 
she does check-ins mm-hmm. to make sure I'm getting what I need. Like, she's really good about keeping it, like, organized and on point, but she, she would do a check-in. Is this working for you? How are you feeling about this? Blah, blah, blah. And, and she makes it very um, easy to verbalize. Like, I, I've said it a lot in this episode. My apologies. Um, she makes it very easy to verbalize my feelings about if it's not working or if I need mm-hmm. more or if I don't need more. Right. Uh, another thing I, and I don't even know why I was looking this up. This was a couple of months ago. I was looking up uh, how, and I Googled how to find a sponsor in AA. And there's a lot of questions that you need to ask. And it's, you know, sit down with a piece of paper. It's basically making pros and cons. So when you approach someone, you can go, this is what I'm looking for. Does this sound like this might be a good fit for you? So you can start, and you know, if I'd known that, again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. If I'd known that, um, it may have been an easier road, but I think I needed the road that I got anyway to get to where I am because that's how it works. But if you are really, really uh, struggling with the steps to take, it's as simple as like writing down, you know, what your, what's your personality type? Um, what, what do you want to, if you're in the beginning, it's like you just want to do the steps. You're all about survival. And then later on, you might want to switch it up. Yeah, so the first thing you should do at a meeting is just get someone to be mm-hmm. your sponsor right off the bat, temporary sponsor, and then mm-hmm. really start digging into yeah. what works. Yep. I agree. Yes. So I think, sorry, again, this was a, that this was a really important topic. It's and, super important. And, it was meaty. And honestly, I think we could talk for another hour about it. Oh, yeah. there's so many nuances Yeah, there might be a part two. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think absolutely. I got sweaty pits. I know. I turned the air down. <laughs> I know. I think I have a little anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, golden nugget was uh, that, you know, for me, just how important it is for us to figure stuff out on our own and that our sponsor is just our guide. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to carry us. They're not supposed to tell us what to do. Sometimes they can if we ask them to. Um, but really how important it is for us to figure this out on our own. I agree. And my golden nugget, Vicki, you've said this before, so it's still kind of my golden nugget. Does that count then if it's not a new nugget? But anyways, I like when you said your sponsor is someone you have to be honest with. Like if you don't feel comfortable telling your sponsor everything pretty much, then you might want to look for another sponsor. Because I think that is important because then when the time comes and you're thinking about drinking, if that ever comes you're not going to tell them, then what was the point? You know, this, the sponsor needs to know what's going on with you so you can feel pick up the phone and tell them whatever you're going through. So when you notice that you're not being as honest with your sponsor anymore, that comfort level isn't there, that's like a, a sign. That's a, a sign to maybe start. A little emotional. Yeah. Checking. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think my golden nugget is regardless of who the person is in the beginning, just get a sponsor. Um, that's really the most in the beginning don't worry don't worry about how long it's going to last or if it's a right fit get someone to help pull that lifesaver back up to the shore so you can so you can get safe get your feet on the ground yeah get your feet on the ground yeah all right all right well go out there and grab a lifesaver (laughs) and try out try out We here at Telling On Ourselves, thank you so much for listening. Please, if you like what you heard, rate, review, subscribe, all those things. We're on social media all over the place, at Telling On Ourselves. Can't wait to hear. Bye-bye.